What's going on, everybody? This is Ezra once again with Real Talk with Ezra, the Mommy Knows Best Summer Series, Episode 3. This episode, some people just might get upset, but once again, who cares? We don't care. Um, It's honestly about holding grudges. I see in my generation that we all we do is hold grudges. No matter how big the situation is, no matter how small the situation is, from the the most minute thing is just like we we hold something against somebody and it could be for for a few days to even years that you still talking about the situation that happened to you in middle school when somebody stole your lunch money and you know mom Holding grudges, being bitter towards somebody. How? Why? What? Tell me. It's all of the above. Um, hi, Azure. Hey, Mom. <laughs> hey, Pumpkin. Um, again, here we go with words. Uh-huh. Grudges is just another offspring of unforgiveness. Right. Right. I look at I look at this whole series as this. We have a seed. Mm-hmm. The seed gets planted in the fertile soil. Right. The soil begins to germinate and take root. The roots begin to blossom and it brings forth a tree. Mm-hmm. The tree therefore brings forth branches. Branches brings leaves. leaves. And leaves, leaves brings fruit. fruit. Mm-hmm. So now, unforgiveness is the seed. Okay. Now we have the forgiveness, which is like watering the seed. Right. But because of all the unforgiveness, it has sprung up to this massive tree. And all of these things, grudges, is a fruit. Well, honestly, I don't think that unforgiveness would be a tree, more so of a weed. You know? No, it's a tree because it has so many elements to it. Because it's always, it could be one thing as we call the strong man, who mm-hmm. is the firm foundation that's holding it all together. Okay. So until you dig up that, right. everything else will never come down. Right. So you must break the you must break the solid ground, mm-hmm. turn it over, right. and plant new fruit. Your new fruit or your new seed mm-hmm. rather will be what takes place out of all of this that we're learning. Mm. So that Unforgiveness now gets replaced with peace, love, joy. Okay. Happiness. Right. Right now, you're operating in unforgiveness, abandonment, hostility, vengeance, resentment, um, grudges, hurt feelings, um, belligerence, anger, sadness. All of these things have now become this big tree. So now it's our responsibility to just chop that tree down and let's turn the soil over and plant new seeds so we can get better fruit. Right. So grudges is one of those things. Again, when you're dealing with unforgiveness and you have a grudge, I could say, I could understand why people will get angry when you have been betrayed. Mm-hmm. I understand when you have resentment towards something because of what has happened. That is completely understandable because that is an emotional feeling that is natural. Mm. 
right? But what we do is instead of us being able to adequately deal with those things when it happens, we let it, we let the seed get planted. It starts, you know, we look at it this way. It gets planted in our heart. At first it starts in our mind. It gets planted in our heart. And then it starts to manifest itself. So we never dealt with it. So now all you're constantly thinking about in your mind all day long is he stepped on my toe. He cursed me. She ran me over. She broke my heart. He broke my heart. You know, he lied to me. She lied to me. Uh, They betrayed me. Um, They backstabbed me. Mm -hmm. And you begin to regurgitate that thing in your mind constantly. Like you have made it your mission to just think of this thing like all the time, like meditation. Right. And you begin to have this resentment and this grudge against the person, circumstance, situation. Mm. And so now you're already now operating in the unforgiveness realm. And the only way to cut that down is to start operating in forgiveness, which is the antidote to the bitterness. No, I I can say for me, I don't, I don't think I ever held the grudge. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have. I just mm-hmm. didn't know what to call it. Right. But when you when you when you're talking about like thinking about something, because I know for me, if if I'm thinking, I'm, I try not to think about it, mm-hmm. but it keeps creeping in. Mm-hmm. How how do you go about things like that? Because I I know you know some, in some instances I. I have not tried to think about, you know, the situation that has mm-hmm. happened to me, tried to, you know, right, ign- yeah, ignore it and think about other things, but mm-hmm. somehow, some way, it will just seep back in. Okay. There are two scriptures. One is in Hebrews um, twelve fifteen. It says, see to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, um, that no root of bitterness root of bitterness Mm -hmm. springs up and causes trouble and by uh, many have become defiled. So what does that mean? You become defiled when you begin to dwell on these negativities. Mm. Um, You become defiled when you allow that negativity to start getting into a thought process which ultimately starts becoming your language. Mm. And then, you know, that's why I really have issues with you know, people using and I'm going to say the nigger word, calling women bitches and hoes, because there's a negative connotation to those words. I don't care what they say. Oh, this is how we just talk in the hood. You are still spewing out negative words that incite other things in other people because you don't know what their experiences are when it came down to being perceived as such. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you begin to start dealing and really um, thinking about allowing this these thought process filter into, first of all, your ear gate, because that's how these thoughts come in. They come in through your ear gate. They come in through your eye gate. It's because of what you hear and what you see is what you ingest. Right. So uh, real quick, I know you know scriptures, but reading reading. From reading this book called Hung by the Tongue, mm. it always, um, by Francis P. Martin, um, if y'all ever read it... That's an excellent book. It, it is really like a, a great book to read, only 90 pages. It's a, you could read it you in, know, a day. in a day, in a week. I read it in a week. Um, but there's powerful words in it. Absolutely. And 
one of the he always talked about you know scriptures in in Matthew and Proverbs. Mm-hmm. So one thing in Proverbs, Proverbs is a wisdom book, right? And in Proverbs, he would always go back to Proverbs twenty three and seven. As a man thinks in his heart, in his so, heart is he. so is he. Mm-hmm. So it's like I. So I if guess, you're gonna sit here and think of, I hate him. I hate her. Uh-huh. You know, they aggravate me. If you're constantly, every time I see them, again, going back to our last episode when we talk about the emotions, right. this is what we're saying. Yeah. So if you're constantly thinking of, um, you know, how much you hate them, you just want to just dagger their eyes out. <laughs> you know, yeah. some of the stuff. And even some of what we consider idle speech. You, though you may not really say, oh, I'm not really going to do that. Right. But it could happen. Yeah. It could happen. I remember um, when I was going through uh, divorce and I was sitting here watching like hours of lifetime television mm. hours like all these women's stories and to the point where I, I remember really, that I, <laughs> I remember that I do I I actually remember you watching lifetime like oh it my was scary it, it, <laughs> you know because I was just like oh he just oh <laughs> I just want to just grab him by the throat and just oh you know pop his head off and I really, the Lord really had to check me, like, why are you doing this? Right. Because now that anger that I was like, no, it's done, it's over, whatever, I was allowing it to seep into my eye gate and seep into my ear gate, mm-hmm. and it was getting in my heart. Mm. And I have, since that time, I have not watched a Lifetime movie. I've realized that. Now I'm thinking about it like you haven't watched. I have not, because I have to guard, the Bible says to guard your heart. Right. So you have to guard your heart at everything yeah. so now in order for me to walk in forgiveness with your dad mm-hmm. I had to like cut that off right I was like okay no more lifetime for me yeah. I mean I was watching <laughs> hours of lifetime TV yeah. and then I started and it seemed like it was so it was seemed like you know they would just have just that right one just you know where the the wife or whoever was just coming just stalking him and all kinds of crazies and I'm like yeah I could just get him I could just oh I know where he lives I could just you know and then you start plotting stuff. Yeah. Right. It goes in your mind. You start plotting it. Yeah. And you start thinking on how you're going to do it. Right. And once you start thinking how you're going to do it, eventually you will get the opportunity, will present itself, and you're going to take it. Yeah, I definitely heard stories of, like, people, like, literally going to the house with the ladder and <laughs> climbing up to yeah. their window and just watching them sleep. And yeah. It's real. It just wish I could just put that pillow over their head right. and not get caught. And and that's the even the, the you want to kill somebody but you don't want to get caught. Right. That's, what kind of crazy is that? That's really unhealthy. Yeah, it is. Emotionally unstable and unhealthy. Right. So now again, how because we've allowed that unforgiveness and that spirit of bitterness connected to grudge become our portion. So now we are operating in behaviors that we said we would never do, but now we're doing it. Because, you know, like I was having a conversation recently with a group of people. The conversation came up to say, you know, never say never. Okay. Well, some of us can never say never because we don't put ourselves in a position to have to do something that we would never do. But then there are some of us that say we never say never, but because we are predisposed to it already, mm-hmm. opportunity presents itself, you can snap you like go, that and you're, you're go just going to go ahead and go for it. Right. And then say, oh, I blacked out. And it could be even possible. Yeah. But because you got to remember, 
all those days, years, months, hours, minutes, mm-hmm. weeks that you was thinking and watching Lifetime TV right. on how you was going to plot scheme to get this person back. Now the opportunity presented itself. And then what wound up happening is you wind up really getting caught because now you did it. Right. Yeah, you could get locked up and go to jail. Right. And, it, and honestly, like that, that minute of anger could a lifetime of sadness yeah because it can alter the rest of your life by that one we my husband i know a young man right now who's doing time because he was he shot a cop wow and this is someone who was at nyu law what he was an nyu law student went to a party got caught up his anger took over and he shot a cop. Wow. And has a daughter who he will never be able to see grow up because he's doing like 30-something years. Wow. The, and at that time, he was, what, 19? Wow. When was he in yeah, He's still in jail. He's still locked up. Wow. NYU law student. That's incredible. First one in his family to go to college. Wow. His parents don't go see him. They don't, they don't, nothing. They just. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, it, bitterness, unforgiveness, again, when we talk, it has many branches and many ways to alter your person. Mm-hmm. And it's real. So, if we don't deal with the offense when it happens, that stuff begins to brew and fester. Mm-hmm. And it will do it. And so if you're not willing, again, to take a self back and assess it, deal with it, confront it, even if they don't even like you, yo, get the stuff off of you. Yeah. Again, the forgiveness is for you. You have to take responsibility for your part or lack thereof or whatever happened. Again, especially if something was done to, to you, you. Yeah. you have to look at that. And then you have to be willing to say, Hey man, hey girl, you know, listen, you did this to me and this is how I felt. Mm-hmm. And whether they're willing to receive it or not, that's on them. Right. But don't let it be on you, whereas you don't say anything because you can't hold people responsible for what they don't know. True. So if you don't say, you offended me, you hurt me, or I found out that you did this to me, or whatever the situation scenario may be, uh-huh. if you're not willing to confront it, then you are part of the problem. And you have to literally say things like nobody could read your not, mind. Yeah, not everybody's a mind reader or not people, you know, will not really tell what you're saying just by your body language. Exactly. Like you Cuz nobody again is paying attention to you because for them, they did it. Yeah. And they they once I did it, oh, I'm good. I don't care. You're insignificant and they're brushing you off. Right. You know, so now you're sitting here all brewed and tight and pissed off and everything. And you absolutely have, you know, you're thinking about it day and night. You can't function in school. You can't get your work done. And they're they're chilling in the courtyard. Right. (laughs) Going about their business. And then now make them more mad. But it's like you're not saying anything. And so they so with all of that, you know, it's like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I do? What do I do? And what do I do? Right. And so now, you have to take responsibility for that. And once you take responsibility for that, 
then you absolutely can deal with the situation, deal with the process, deal on how you're going to move forward, deal on how you're going to, to go on. And if resolution comes between you and the individual and you and the situation, that's absolutely awesome and great. Mm-hmm. But if by chance it does not, you have to still be okay. You have to know that you, at the end of the day, you want to be the healthy one. You want to be the one that's in control. You want to be the whole, complete one. You want to have love in your life. You want to have joy. You want to be able to sleep at night. Yeah. You want to be able to, you know, have have the best abundant life that you possibly can. But if you're still operating these all these other things, then it's not going to happen for you. Absolutely. So, so we basically got got to the root of holding it of you know why why it happens and Mm -hmm. such so how do we or i guess would we would just say release it or release the bitterness how how to un get rid of the grudge how how do we do that and i know that's on for some people it could be tough um because they just they just don't want to do it because, I guess, of the severity of the situation. Well, I mean, for, you know, unforgiveness itself mm-hmm. can cause, you know, depression. You know, uh, Buddha says, um, you know, unforgiveness is almost like, you know, drinking poison or the, for you drinking poison, something like that. It says, like, you're holding on to anger um, and it's like drinking poison and expecting the other per- person to die. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Um so you 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 can't expect something that you're not willing to deal with. So if you're going to still choose to operate in the unforgiveness way, then you have to know what all comes with all of that. Mm-hmm. Your mental psyche, you know, depression, um, all kinds of breakdowns that happen and go on in your life and in relationships. So now if you're going to try to move past it, then you have to be able to know that you have to deal with the core issues of what they are emotionally. And it's okay for you to have vulnerable moments privately because um, I'm sure everybody feels that, you know, you can't let that side of yourself be seen to, with everybody. Right. So while you're in your own personal space, in your own personal private time, then you need to be able to have a true come to Jesus meeting, if you will, um, encounter with yourself where as you're able to be truthful with your feelings and say, this is where I am, this is what I need, and this is my process of what I'm going to do to get to where I want to go. Right. So, um, you, you, it's almost like um, you, you're clearing your mind, you're getting into a state of being, you are understanding who you are as a person, you're understanding what you need as a person mm-hmm. and then you're saying okay um, I'm going to start setting boundaries for myself with people as well so even the person that offended or the circumstance that offended you can create boundaries for yourself you know it's okay to create boundaries for yourself because mm-hmm. no one wants to be hurt no. so now if it just so happens say it was a broken relationship now you know okay well this didn't work what did I do and once you get past that what did they do get past that you begin to establish yourself to say well, these are my list of boundaries that I'm not going to have people cross me anymore. Right. And be true to who it is. Yeah. And be true to what it is. And then once you begin to do that, then you'll begin to see that yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually become in a new place. So you're acknowledging 
um, what you've done. You're acknowledging where you want to go and how you want to get there. So I say in, in the form of like releasing the bitterness in your life, there are some things that you can consider. You know, why are you holding this grudge? You know, what is the purpose of me holding this grudge? Is this grudge hindering me from doing, you know, X, Y, and Z in areas of my life? Mm-hmm. Um, again, we, you know, the exercise that we did before, you know, now this is another step because now you're dealing with another area. You know, so every area of, of unforgiveness leading to forgiveness, you're going to have to do steps and processes to understand how can I get beyond that? So um, are you still holding on to pain? Mm-hmm. If so, why? Where does the pain hurt? Recognize the hurt. Is it a physical hurt? Mm-hmm. Is it emotional hurt? And even if it's an emotional hurt, where is that emotion? You know, um, and what do you put it towards? Right. Yeah, you know, um, and then after that, then you need to know like, like who hurt me. Mm-hmm. So if you got to make your list, who hurt me? You know. I don't care if it's a hundred names, one name. Yeah. It still hurt. And it doesn't make it any less because it's your parent. It's a friend. Someone you don't even know. Because right. even if it's someone that you don't know, then it's it's an unnamed individual. It's an unknown. But this unknown person hurt me. And when you know that that, you know, and then when that, when you identify who that unknown or that known person is that hurt you, then in that moment, what was that situation and that moment with that person? What was that encounter like? Mm-hmm. Write it down. Mm. You know? And then um, then you can start saying, okay, now emotionally, how am I feeling? Would I rate it? How, how, would, I, how would I rate myself? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I know we do an exercise even in deliverance when um, we take people to, through deliverance, we say to them, you know, write down, if we're, if we're dealing with someone with sexual sin, um, write down all your partners. Mm. Every person that you ever slept with, wow. write, write their names down on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you begin to it, we have a prayer that we take them through so that they can renounce the soul ties that they have had with each individual mm-hmm. so those things are broken from their life so that now if they're looking to get married or whatever that those, the residue of those persons of the that they have been with in right. the past is no longer bringing it into this current relationship Right. because we, we do that we make transference from whether it be brokenness or whatever we make transference so you ended this relationship now we're going into the next relationship and you kind of wonder why the same cycle you know kind of happens mm-hmm. so then you say Okay, well, you know, Billy, Bob, James, John, Gerald, whatever. Right. You know, Sally, Sue, May, Fanny, you know, Mary, George, whatever. Yeah. Write it down. Um, and then you'll be able to uh, fill in the blanks of areas where you're beginning to purge yourself of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're you're going to be able to enlighten yourself enlighten yourself um, from that 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 bondage of the grudge so when you encounter them if you ever again again you're going to hear me say that a lot because that's when you know that the real forgiveness is beginning to process or you have been healed in that area when 
you can think of it and you feel nothing anymore. Yeah. You right. know, it's it's okay. And then, you know, I would say, like we would say, um, um, you know, my name is Indina, so um, I forgive Ezra for, you know, punching me in my eye on June 16th, 2019. Mm-hmm. And at the time that he did it, this is what was happening. You got to put a label on it, if you will. You have to name that thing so that you can recognize it and then read it to yourself and then think, like, wow. Because mm. now you've gotten it from a thought in your heart to it's on paper. Right. And so now it will bring you into another area of truth. It looks different externally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And write it down. I mean, it's okay. Because you and and if you if you if you start getting emotional again, if you got to go outside, kick rocks, and you know you want to scream and holler and whatever you feel that you need to do to get that out, then you need to. If that moment you feel that you can maybe share it with a trusted individual, mm-hmm. then make that phone call. Yeah. It's okay. Hey, I'm having a really like emotional breakdown right now. I need some support. Whether it be a counselor a mentor or just a friend right. someone that you know that is trustworthy and to be able to be trusted with what you're sharing um, and once you do that then you'll be able to continuously walk and develop on a day to day basis on how your 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 forgiveness walk is starting to occur and then you begin to look at things a lot differently and your 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 insight will be different so that your purpose can be seen. Mm. And once you kind of, you know, do that, then there are great benefits to you um, walking in forgiveness. You know, it's like you feel different. Your body shifts. You become lighter. Your breathing comes lighter. Your sometimes people's skin tones have changed. You know, it's like you get lighthearted. Your heart rhythm starts changing your habit you may used to be a drinker now you stop doing it you may be a smoker you stop doing it you may be promiscuous you stop doing it your whole life begins to come around and you start seeing you know things that you were doing out of the anger the bitterness and rebellion now you're like that didn't make sense for me to do that anymore and you look at yourself like i didn't even like that person anymore Hmm. i like the better me yeah so holding grudges is bad for your skin Oh yeah, it could, yeah, it, could, it could make you dark. Huh. Huh. Because then you because you build up toxins in your body. Right, of course. Of so course. when you're building up toxins, your skin's gonna change. Of course. So we have we should write down the things because is is it sounds or looks different when it's not within you. Right. Okay. As you, and in order for you to start feeling like the love for yourself. You have to pour out and you have to be completely empty. Right. Whatever that is. Again, if you empty out by crying, if you empty out by writing, if you empty out by, you know, whatever that process is for you to get it out, screaming, empty yourself out, free yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once you do that, then you can start saying, you know, your positive affirmations on you know just say I love me and some people don't even do you know they don't get a chance to say look at me and say call my name and say I love me Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
sounds hard, and it is for many people. Right. I love me. Like, do you even like yourself as a person? Right. If you can look back and say all the things that you've done, all the mean things you've done to other people, do you even like yourself? Wow. If you don't like yourself, why do you think other people will like you? Right. If you don't want to be in a room by yourself with yourself, <laughs> what makes you think other people want to be in a room with you? Right. And then you'll begin to understand why people avoid you or just tolerate you because they have to. Right. You know, you're you're trying to be a team player and then you're always the one with something. And there's the and then you always you become that person. Mm-hmm. This is why. So until you can look in your mirror and say, I actually like me, mm-hmm. truthfully, yeah. that's what it, it is, what it is. Mm-hmm. So you got to be honest, you got to be truthful with yourself. Mm-hmm. And until then, you know, but this is where it comes from. This is where it starts. This is where it begins. Um, acknowledging you and then the pain begins to get easier. You know, you begin to see things a little better. And again, it's not an overnight process. It's it's going to take time because you've got to do a lot of self-evaluation. And when you're doing the self-evaluation, a lot of things that you've done that you can remember as far as back as elementary school. I'm sure when you were the mean kid on the playground pushing people around and being a bully. Why? Because now here you are. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old still being that same mean person. Right. And all you did was breed other mean people. Mm. Wow. That's, it's just, it's a whole bunch of just everything starting with you. Mm-hmm. And I guess people just don't, I don't, I don't think I don't well I don't know if it's just some people just don't want to actually see themselves mm-hmm. because they know what they've done mm-hmm. and they don't And it's a hiding cuz long as I only know and no one else knows. Right. But we know differently because we see how you act. Right. I, I also I think people um some people, you know, are afraid to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um just because they don't want to I guess let them let their guard down or whatever because they it's like a sense of weakness and and things of that nature but it's really not it's sort of a a state of self understanding mm-hmm. and and knowing who you really are mm-hmm. and not what you're trying to be mm-hmm. and have sort of sort of have a facade mm-hmm. um of what you want people to think of you. Right. Like, I know I could... You're overestimating yourself. Right. Like, I could say for me, like, uh, uh, I, I, I really didn't, I didn't really hold a grudge, but the people around me, me listening to them and stuff, it made me want to hold a grudge. Like, okay, yo, if y'all, if, if y'all didn't know, um, I ran for Miss Virginia State, like, against a, a, a good friend of mine. And me and him were the only guys, and me and him are very well known, you know, on campus. Um, not gonna say his name, but you know, whoever's listening from Virginia State, you already know, you already know the vibes. So, um, 
I guess the day of elections, that was sort of my day when I became, you know, true with myself, you know, most vulnerable, you know, uh, to, to an actual, you know, good friend of mine that I wouldn't have expect to tell. Um, and I guess going back saying, when I was saying, listening to people, you know, I was, a lot of people were in my ears, you know, just talking about what, what he's doing in elections. You need to do this. And is I sort of, I didn't, not going to say that I, I didn't like him. I mean, of course, you know, he's a good friend of mine. Why wouldn't I like him? But in that moment, listening to all those people, it was just like it, hearing those people, it made me not want to like him, you know, because I guess everybody just wanted, was trying to amp me up and I guess make me feel some type of way and make the, a situation more than it actually was. You know what I'm saying? So I guess when I had... I remember the same people that were saying Hosanna with Jesus mm-hmm. was the same people that said crucify him. Right. And people would try to make you believe your own hype. Yeah. And tear you down at the next breath. Right. That's why you never believe your own hype. Yeah. And it, I, I don't know if I was... I wasn't trying to believe my own hype because I was I was hyping myself up, but I also was telling myself the reality mm-hmm. of of what was happening. Right. That it wasn't being Mr. Virginia State wasn't the the end all be and all. And remember you mm-hmm. and I had the conversation. I said, if this does not happen for you, right, are you going to stop doing what you do? Right. With or without a crown. Right. And and I had to think about that and it was just because I always just had the the thought in my in my mind that I was gonna lose, mm-hmm. but I was just like, no, I'm gonna win. Like mm-hmm. hyping myself, trying to mm-hmm. make it make it positive because mm-hmm. you know life and death is in the power of the tongue. So right. whatever you say, whatever you think, you know that's your heart, and, and which is and good, whatever. And, and that's good. But if it does not, yeah, which I know we're gonna do an episode on. Um, uh, uh, post, de- post, uh, post postgraduate post, de- yeah. depression, yeah. Um, which is a thought, you know. If it does not happen, yeah. Do you have a plan B? Right. So I guess that that moment of being vulnerable sort of made me at peace of that it's okay if I lost. Right, and it, it doesn't make it shameful. Right, it doesn't make you incompetent. It doesn't make you a failure. Right. It's just something that happened. He just was better. Right. And when you go through life, there will always be someone better. Right. Or just did it differently that appealed to a greater mass of people. Right. But does that make you any less? No. That should just want to make you more strategic. Yeah. So with with me being vulnerable, it sort of made me realize that I... I didn't not not like him. You know what I'm saying? That I always did because he was a good friend of mine. Shared, have men, many memories and, and stuff like that. But it was listening to those people right. hyping that me up. That could have influenced yeah. something that wasn't there. A, a to grudge. Something yeah. Right. So once that happened, it just... And some could have been just totally innocent because they were your supporters. Right. You know? And it could have gone... If you were that person... It could have gone either way. Yeah. But because you were not, God just worked it out. Right. And I mean, I, once once I found out, you know, that night that I lost, it was people still wanted to try and make a make a grudge mm-hmm. of it. Um, yeah. 
like and it it was crazy but right. i was just like no you right. he he won and obviously he deserved it let's go on right. let's let's release this and bitterness exactly. and just keep moving forward and you have that's being an example right cuz now people are watching you yeah they always because were because you still were mr junior Mr. Yeah, Mr. Junior's Mr. Sophomore. But, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. Exactly. But people still was watching your character. Yeah. And are you true to what you said in the public? Right. And now in your vulnerable moment, what are you saying? Because if your vulnerable moment is not the same, the persona of what you're trying to put in the public, then that's hypocritical. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I had my moment. I I cried, like cried and, off stage, but fine. then it was just like, it all right. Good. It was just like, all right, what's next? Right. So you you have to release it. You have to release because it. Because if you don't release it, it's, it's going to hinder you from from many, many, many other things mm-hmm. that you, that people are, could be waiting on you for. Absolutely. Because you know. your life is not your own. It always belongs to somebody else. Right. So... I guess that's that's really it. Is it? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's it seems like a lot of assignments. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> these these past two episodes is just it's just a whole bunch of self-reflection, being accountable for yourself, looking at yourself in the mirror, telling yourself who you truly are. Also also just practicing how to love and how how to have joy and how to have peace just all within yourself to make you a better you. It's a lot, folks. Um this this is only the third episode of the summer series and it's just by the time summer's over, you're just gonna be a whole different person. I guarantee it. Um Perfectly so. Yeah, perfectly so. So like my, I said, there's no my, rush. We just want to give you, and I pray that we're giving you the best advice, best tools, life tools yeah, to use to get past where you are. Yeah. So. So, let's, you know, let, let, you know, I pray that let you know how their progress is. Right. What they're doing. Um, be consistent. You know, we look forward to just hearing great, great and wonderful things. Absolutely. So, guys, I think what I'm going to start doing, um on Instagram and Twitter, you know, I, I'm into the gym. Um, yeah. So everybody in the house is always mad at me when they have to pick me up and stuff from LA fitness and whatnot. But I do this summer, this summer workout check-in where I just go on Instagram and Twitter, post a video of, you know, myself doing a workout and tagging other people, you know, to see if they're doing workouts too. So I guess besides doing a physical, you know, check-in, let's work out our minds and our hearts. So I'll probably just start doing a, let's say, a self-reflection check-in. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I don't know how it's going to begin. Maybe just, you know, say how you're feeling that day, you know, what happened to it. Sort of like a little... A thirty yeah, like minute a, or something like that. Yeah, like a little video or just a picture of of how you're feeling that day, yeah. and and what you're gonna do 
and how yeah better you know throughout the week and stuff like that so i might start just doing like a a little you know how's your heart Mm checking yeah so a heart check heart check yeah like a heart heart check literally yeah yeah so besides that you know you guys be good take heed of the words that are being said and go forth and be great see you soon